subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are back with you again. As Matt says, he's Matt, I'm Garrett, but he says in the reverse. <laughs> so great to be back with you guys again today. Happy to be spending time with you. If you're new to the podcast, uh, go check out ninjaselling.com. That'll give you a little bit of background about where we're coming from, why we are talking about what we are talking about, and the energy that we are bringing to you all. If you want to learn more about coaching around Ninja, uh, we have an amazing coaching program of coaches that are designed to work individually with you and your business to help you get to your goals, your dreams, help you build a business that functions at a very high level. As we talk about a high dollar per hour, that's what we help people develop and be able to, again, accomplish things that they never thought were possible. That's what we spend a lot of our time doing on the coaching side. And if you want to learn more about mastery and installations and uh, those classes, again, ninjaselling.com, all those events are there. Also, go grab the book. If you haven't read the book yet, that's a great place to start. Ninja Selling by Larry Kendall. Now, Matt, to get to what we're here for and jump right into this, I'm not sure who brought this topic, but I think it was a mutual decision as we started talking more about it and kind of kicking this around. I believe the credit goes to you to on kicking this topic off for sure. So, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take I'll take credit. <laughs> you know what we started talking about, Matt, was right now we're watching through clients we coach, through the relationships that we're having on a day to day basis. This challenge that some agents are having where the agent wants it more than the client does. And we're hearing the agent say things like, I don't understand. They're not moving forward. They won't do the things I need them to do. They're telling me they don't need to sell. They're telling me they don't need to buy right now. But at the same time, they're sending me properties and they want to go look at stuff and they have questions about this, but then they keep going back to, well, I don't really need to sell right now. And the agents are are spinning around on this. Now, not all of you, but we're just seeing it enough that we decided it needed an episode today. And I think it, it comes down to a handful of different problems that might be going on. But Matt, as we were talking about, like, I think in this marketplace, the first challenge that we see a lot of people having is, well, how do I create business? And what we're watching out here right now is amazing relationships and amazing connections are fostering plenty of opportunities to come into realtors' worlds. So if you're not having any business happen right now, go check out your relationships. If you're not having any opportunities come into your life, go check out your relationships and make sure that you are doing the things to build those appropriately, which we talk about in all of our podcast episodes before this. I'm specifically, and what I want to focus on with you today, Matt, is the next part. We got all these people now that we've brought in that are opportunities for real estate and instead of being somebody that's harboring this huge warehouse of people that are talking about real estate, like how do we help them get to the next stage? Yeah. Which is in not because we want it so badly, but because we have found a way that to help them want it that badly. So good morning, Matt. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. I, I think what's interesting is when houses get difficult to buy. And maybe in some circumstances, difficult to sell or just more challenging than they were. The conversation around people wanting to do something almost increases, right? Because it's easy to talk about it knowing, well, there's the interest rates are so high, so I'm just not going to buy anything anyway, right? There's, I, for some reason, I feel like there is more conversation. I've been, I see a lot of people with big hot lists yep. without people who are ready to commit. And, you know, you have then 
two things. You have somebody who wants it more than the client and you have a client that's confused, but I'm confused. The confusion is not understood, right? A a lot of what I hear is, well, I know why they want to buy. I know why they want to sell. They just need to wait. Like, why are they waiting? Let's dive into this. And I know this is probably sounding a little repetitious because we've mentioned some similar things to this on on some recent episodes. In fact, we just did one about confusion. But I think this one is not so much confusion in that I think agents being so focused on want and it's not be and I don't mean this in like commission breath Garrett like I think a lot of times agents just want it can come across this way by the way it can come across but I think agents just really want their clients to succeed I think a lot of times like I just really want them to get in the house like I I I want it so badly for them because it's going to change their lives but if we want it more than them that's where all of a sudden the brakes start to get pumped and we need to take a breath and and understand, hey, am I wanting this more than them? Am I attaching to this story that they told me when we first started looking at homes that I'm leaning into it so hard that now I want it more than them? Because that's when we get into it. We see this in coaching too, Garrett. Like if a coach wants it more than the other person. I was just going to bring that up. It's like this can happen in a lot of different areas of our, you know, sometimes with your kids and parenting you will get into a situation where you want something for your kids so badly that we are just like driven to be like, I'm going to help them achieve this. And they don't really have the passion or the want or the interest to figure that out or to go that way. You see it happen with sports. We see it happen with academics and kids in general. Coaching, Matt, you brought that up. And that came up as we were preparing for this episode. We circled around on that one a little bit because we see it happen in our coaching relationships all the time where mm-hmm. you know sometimes we just want them to see a level of success that maybe they don't they don't understand yet is available to them sometimes we see potential and i think that's the interesting thing it's the acknowledging the potential that somebody has because we see it all the time if it's a kid on a sports team a coach can look at a kid and be like that kid is going to be a D1 player. Like I can see it from a mile away. I know they're only, you know, 13 right now, but every quality they have they're you know, they've got it. And it's funny is, is like, if that coach wants it more than that kid does, you can actually push them away. Yeah. You can make them go the other direction. I've had it happen in coaching where I see a potential in somebody. And instead of fostering them to see if I can build the energy in them to allow them to want to move towards this light that we can see out there. We start to like kind of grooming them almost and wanting it again more than they do. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I'm not having, I'm not having fun. Like this isn't, this isn't what I want to do right now. Great coaching relationship. I really appreciate my time with you, Matt, but I'm going to go try this on my own for a little bit. And it's like, Oh, like I was, pushing them a little too hard. I I wanted it more than they wanted it. And it, you literally, I, I burned them out. Uh, it can happen in a lot of ways. I think it's good when you find yourself in that situation, see if you can slow things down. Take a step back, regroup. You know, This is a time to ask a lot more questions. I'm going to go back to a kid for an example here is like, again, when you are watching them decide what schools they want to go to, majors they want to choose, sports that they want to be involved in, 
the best thing you can do is instead of you interjecting all of your energy about why you think the right path is what for them, just start asking more questions. And, you know, if you did make that team, you know, what would be the benefits to you? You know, that sport, choosing a different sport, what makes you love that sport so much compared to this sport over here? I know my daughter right now is trying out for the volleyball team, uh, the club team for Texas A&M, and she loves volleyball. Like there is something about when you see her crush a ball across the net, there is no happier place I've ever seen that child than in her life. Something about tattooing somebody somebody with the ball is just very happy for her. (laughs) It's not what's driving her to go try out for volleyball, though. Her trying out for volleyball, the more questions you ask her, is because it's almost like a sorority or a fraternity of people that she gets to have a like and common interest with. Like It's like instant friends, instant people that are like, you like volleyball? I like volleyball. Like, let's do this. Like, they are like all in together. The side part of it is she gets to spike the ball on people. (laughs) It's not the main driving force. It's like the icing on the cake. Yeah. So I think it's like, we got to slow down and ask more questions. And I think there's a lot of people on your hot list that we think we know them. We think we understand what's driving them. And we're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing going, why won't they move forward? Slow down and ask more questions. Step back for a sec. And we may know too. And I think this is where the want, this is different than the confusion element. They're kind of different questions sometimes too. And you can't necessarily always change your desires. Like if you want it more than somebody, you just may want it more than them. It's how we communicate and and bring that energy into the relationship that I think is important because if we do want it more than them or, or if we're identifying that, hey, it seems like I want this more than this person, that's a flag to say, hmm, we need to shift this energy because they should want it more than me. And if they don't, then we're missing something. And this is where, where you say, Gary, we need to slow it down. And I think we need to then reconnect on, hey, let's, let's analyze this goal again. Let's play this out. A lot of times people don't play out scenarios. They'll ask questions, they'll get answers, and they'll say, great, I'm clear. But let's play that out. So you could be clear. I got a buyer who wants to wait. Okay, tell me why you want to wait. Well, financially right now, it's just, it's tough with the interest rates and prices where they are. Okay, that's an answer. We have some clarity, but let's play this out. Okay, let's say we do wait a year and let's say interest rates come down. You know, what might happen? What might you want to do? Let's say interest rates go up. Let's say interest rates go down, but prices go up. Let's say interest rates go up, but prices come down. Let's say they both go up. Let's say they both go down. Let's talk about what does that mean economically? What else might be going on in the world? What might that impact the price of your current home? And just have the conversation to play all these scenarios out so that we can really understand the clarity so we can say, okay, now what are we looking for? What does this mission look like? Tying it to kind of you know the volleyball thing. It's like, well, tell me what being on this volleyball team means for you when you're a senior, right? Tell me what being on this volleyball team means for you two years from now. And then we start to really understand what it's about. And, you know, for Celeste, like, well, two years from now, like I'm a leader on the team now. I got my friends. Like, this is my core group of people. It's a one, it's like, okay, so now we know the motivation, right? And, you know, meanwhile, we get to just like spike the ball in some kids' faces too, which is a lot of fun. Well, so (laughs) you can also learn a lot. Like, so again, keeping this around Celeste and volleyball for a second. So they just went back to school. 
it was fun talking with her last night because they had their first open basic gym. They had everybody at the, you know, come out, have fun, goof around, play some volleyball. We're not doing tryouts yet, but she says the coaches were all walking around with their hands on their hips, like inspecting every single kid that was out there. It's like, who's going to be? <laughs> yeah, sure. We're not trying out yet. Tryouts have already started. That's a starter. That's not a starter. But it was really interesting <laughs> is where Celeste came back and I was expecting her to say like how great it was to be back on the court. All she talked about were how nice the girls were. All she wanted to share was how nice the teammates were and she is so excited to be on a team with these girls. That'll tell you everything is you just have to listen. Also, you got to listen to what's going on, what's being shared. That'll tell you what's really important to this person. And Matt, as you were talking, and I think it's important for us to also mention is that we talk about a ninja that to separate yourself and detach yourself from the outcome. And I think when you find yourself wanting it more than somebody else, you have a picture in your mind of what you think success is around this. Mm -hmm. And what you need to do is say, okay, currently we're right here right now. And there's like five options of how this could play out. And really, it's it's not about us No, at the end of the day. We're here to help them get to where they want to go. But if you can detach yourself from the outcome, you can be excited about every outcome, even if it's not the one that you wanted. It's not the one that you thought would be the best, but it is what you helped them figure out they decided was going to be the best for them. And if you can do that and help be the guiding force around that, answering the questions, gathering information, you can be excited about every outcome that happens here. When you are attached to the outcome, and it's not the one that you thought it was going to be, now you can't be excited about all the different paths that they actually chose to go down. Now it's a it's a frustrating thing. In a selling situation, they may choose not to sell right now. And I've got agents coming to me. And if I could drop F-bombs on the episode that we're on right now, I got people that are dropping them all on the coaching calls with me talking about their clients and how dare they? And I've invested so much time and rah, rah, rah. And I'm like... They decided it wasn't the right time for them right now. Like, and maybe they didn't have enough information, but maybe you did give them enough information to make them go, we shouldn't do this right now. Yeah. Like it was a thought. It, we talked about it over dinner. We thought it was the greatest thing that maybe we should be doing this. And looking at all the data and all the things and all the moving parts in our world. I really appreciate you, Matt, for showing me everything I needed to see to make me know, make me understand this is not the right time to sell. This is, we just need to hang out here, enjoy this house, make it our own, remodel the kitchen. We can build a little shop in the backyard. This is probably our next 10 year house. I didn't realize it, but we got it. That, it can be a massive win. That person that, yeah, I didn't get the sale and I invested all this time, might be your biggest referral source you now have in your database of them raving to their friends about how awesome you were and helping guide them to where they're at right now and helping them find clarity. You got to look at this and understand that this is a confusing marketplace out here right now. It is not just a clear like, oh, we do what? That? Okay, let's go do that. It is a, oh, I don't know, what if this? Oh, what if that? Well, what about this? What about this over here? What about this over here? We just need to give them more information. Slow down. But don't get mad at them. Please don't. I've seen some agents get so mad lately. You know who you are out there. And it's like, oh, calm down. And they don't get mad at their clients. Well, in front of their clients, maybe. But And this is where the energy being so 
wanting the outcome so much, instead get excited about their journey. If you get excited about their journey, then you can actually help them take the next step. If there is, if you really have buyers that are holding back because of financial reasons, then you can get excited about great, awesome. Here's all the scenarios that could happen. No, we don't know what's going to go on. I know what we're hoping for, but how can we also use this time? If now's not the right time to buy something and we're going to wait, how can we use this time over the next year to prepare your your situation so that you can handle whatever's there, right? Is it connecting you with a financial planner or a financial coach that can help you allocate money in a certain way so you're saving more or packing more away for that down payment? Whatever it is, getting excited about their journey towards that, that's where the energy shifts and you have a really strong relationship with your client versus them. Because when you want it more than they do, they view you as somebody who's going to help them transact, which is not necessarily a bad thing if they're ready to transact. But if they're not, then it's not necessarily a good thing. It doesn't mean they don't like you or anything like that. It just means they're like, oh, Garrett's the guy that helps us buy a house. But if we're not buying a house right now, we don't need to talk to Garrett. It can also, Matt, you mentioned commission breath earlier. From their standpoint, it can come across as commission breath. It can come across as like, it can. They just want me to buy a house and they're just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. You know, when you don't ask enough questions, it can come across that way so fast. I've worked with agents that I can tell. They have no interest in figuring me out. (laughs) All they're interested in is figuring out how to get a sale under their belt. And you can tell real quick by how many questions they ask me and what's my intention and what am I trying to accomplish? And let's, let's go down all what this means in buying this next house or buying this investment property. And it just turns into a, a transaction. And yeah, I mean, it, it can come across very kind of like, ugh. That's my real estate agent. Rather than that's my trusted advisor, that's the one that understands me and is there for my best interest. The opportunity is there right now. And that's what we're looking for. Now, that doesn't mean avoiding tough conversations. You know, thinking about like a coach wanting it more than than a client or an athlete, you still have to have hard conversations. Like as a coach, I can't want it more than you, but if I see you doing something that's not aligned with what you said you want to achieve, I got to let you know. It'd be like, hey, you know, even if, with kids in sports, it's like, hey, listen, Bubba, you got you to gotta really hold up on that bat a little bit stronger because your swing, like you're not getting your hips into it and all that stuff. You still got to have tough and hard conversations with sellers. Hey, here's what's going on with the marketplace. I know, you know, it's challenging to talk about a price reduction at this point, but here's the marketplace that we're facing right now. And if, if we really want to go after this goal, here's the situation. How do you want to handle this? Because the decisions we're making right now may not be getting us to where we want to go. That stuff still has to happen. That's not you wanting it more than somebody. That's you being the advisor. And I think a lot of times those conversations actually get held back, Garrett, when we want it so bad, because since we want it so bad for them, we go easy on them. We're like, well, maybe we just need to like give them a little bit of time, give them a little bit of space. And then I'm going to go do all this work over here for them without them knowing Then I'm going to show up with a solution and be like, look, I have it. And they're going to be like, okay, have what? Yep. And this is where hard conversations are a part of not wanting it as much because the fear usually is if I have the hard conversation, I might paralyze them. It's not the case at all. 
I love it when one of the coaches, Matt, will say things like, I'm like, did you ask this question to the client? And they'll they'll come back going like, Well, I I didn't because I don't I don't want to blow them out. Like I don't want them to like maybe just quit coaching altogether. And I'm like, maybe that's the best thing for them right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can foster somebody along and babysit them all we want, but like at the end of the day, have you asked them, are you okay with the results you're going to get with the effort that you're currently putting in right now? Like call them out right now rather than when it's a problem down the road. And they may go, you know, I'm actually really cool with the results that I'm getting right now. And I'm really cool if I could just continue these results forever. Sweet. At least we know we're all on the same page. Like that's all I needed to know. <laughs> and if they were like, no, I, if I had these same results next year, I would be thinking about maybe finding a new career great. I'm happy that I know where you stand right now. Let's come up with a plan around this to get a different result of where you're currently creating. Those tough questions have to be asked. And you're either going to maybe have somebody decide in the home selling and buying, purchasing, they might find out that maybe this isn't the market they need to be in right now. At the other side of it, if I ask the question, say, you know, if we're still standing here in a year and you don't have a home for your family, is that going to be okay? If you don't have the extra bedroom, if you don't have what you're looking for here, is that going to be okay? And you need to watch their body language. You need to look at their face. You need to interpret all the energy coming off of them. And they might go, no, that would absolutely not be okay if I wasn't in this new situation in a year from now. That means I've got to put this on hold. That means I've got to put this on hold. That means my kids won't be in the school district that we need to get them into. That means that we won't be able to have a space for grandma and grandpa to come down and be with us while we have the new baby in the house. That means that we won't like you start getting them to see all the things that may not manifest if we don't get a chance to move forward. At the same time, they might just go, now we're cool. Yeah. Like it would be totally fine. You go, great. At least you know what their motivation is, but you got to ask the tough questions. You can't just get by just being light about it. And that's part of what being a good, like if you look at your best coaches in life and your best teachers you ever had, they weren't the ones that just sat up and taught the material in front of the room. They were the ones that took that extra time to really see about how you connected with the the information that they were presenting. Mm -hmm. uh, my best history teacher I ever had was not the best history teacher in the world, but what he did was, and I, he's the only history teacher I can remember, is he got me engaged in what he was teaching. He actually did it in a way that he probably learned from somebody else because, he again, he was not the best teacher in the world. He was the football coach. And they were like, dude, you got to teach a class if you're going to be the football coach. He's like, fine, I'll take history. That happens. But still, at the end of the day, he did it in a way that got us all engaged and we were all in it. At least for me, it worked. And I think that you, know, you being a strong leader, a strong agent, a strong coach, like you got to get in the trenches with these guys. You got to ask the tough questions. You got to get them engaged. That's, I think, a lot of what we're watching right now, Matt, is these, these, as you said, large hot lists that are just building up and building up and building up. And I look at a large hot list and I'm like, will you please help these people? Like they have, you got to <laughs> get them one way or the other, like let them, let them go or let help them move forward, but don't just hang on to them feeling good. You got a big hot list. Please don't do that. And it could be patience with some of them. I mean, it is August. Well, at the time of us talking about this too, but 
how many times have you heard, I've heard this a lot recently, like I had the perfect house. We saw the perfect house and they didn't want to write an offer on it. Like, great. Did you talk to them about it? Like, no, like I just know it's the right house for them. I'm like, okay, we're in a situation where you want it more than them. Let's ask them, hey guys, this is a perfect house based on the criteria we talked about. Why are we holding back? Right? You have to have that conversation because if you don't, you're just going to sit there and think that you know that that's the house and they're not doing it. Well, they're not going to do it just by you sitting there and thinking that. A conversation must be had. And with the long hot lists too that are growing, I mean, you need to manage those effectively for yourself too, because if you're not having clarity on this stuff, then you're going to drive yourself nuts. Now, and maybe that's a whole nother issue on how to manage that or a whole nother podcast. Not a whole nother. There's a lot of issues. You mentioned patience, Matt, though. And I think it's a really important thing because I'm not saying just blow them out or like, I'm, oh, that's yeah. not at all what I'm saying in any way, shape or form. But I, I am going to use the analogy of fishing here for a second, where if anybody who's listening to this has ever fly fished, I can cast out in a river and just set the hook. And then like, oh, no, no, okay, cast out and set the hook and cast out and just try to set the hook and being like, at some point, there's going to be a fish on here. And it's like, well, nope, actually the best thing you can do now, because there's the other way is I could just cast it out there, let it drift downstream and just go like, I'm just going to let it be out there. Just let it sit out there. Well, that doesn't work either. You've got to be active when you're fly fishing. You got to be reading the stream and looking at different things and casting in different spots, letting it float down, trying a little bit different. And then at some point, you're going to watch that little fly as it's going down. You're going to watch a fish come up and take it. And there's part of you that goes, rip it back and strike. And then there's the, t- you know, depending on what you're fishing for, sometimes it's like, wait for it. Let him, let him take it a little bit. Ah, now we can go for it. And I think that like all of this is a skill. And as you are all learning how to work your hot list, as you bring people in that say, hey, I want to buy, I want to sell. It is a definite art form of realizing through asking questions, the ones that are like, okay, I need to help them exit my hot list because they are they don't have what needs to be in here to make something work right now. There's some in there that it's like, I need to help them find some clarity because these guys need a solution and they're stuck and they don't know how to get there. And yes, there are some that we just need to kind of foster and we need to stick with. We need to ask more questions, help them find clarity. They probably will buy or sell. It might take a couple months. It might take a year of them sitting on your hot list as you're kind of working with them and and you can see what that final outcome needs to be. So I want to be real clear. I'm not just saying kick them out or close them. Like that's not what we're talking about. But it is that oh no, no, no. It is that finesse of being patient with them. The more you know, the more you can change things up, help them see things from different angles. And uh, more often than not right now, I'm seeing a lot of people, and this is just through the people that I'm coaching, a lot of clients out there in the world, buyers and sellers, want to buy, they want to sell, but the marketplace is just confusing enough. The headlines out there, the politics out there, the inflation out there, the all these things is just enough. Oh, interest rates. There's just enough layers of confusion. Oh, that too. That people go, I don't know what to do. I just, I just don't, I, and they, they just kind of freeze that deer in the headlights kind of frozen moment of like, I, do I run? Do I stay? Do I what? Like, ha, ah, like, what do I do? And the really good agents out here slowing down, 
asking questions. And all of a sudden they're finding that person that's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And those are the ones that are putting together a lot of transactions right now. Those are the ones that are having the best years they've ever had are the ones that have the ability of slowing down, asking more questions and helping those people get to where they want to go. Tons of business out here right now. Yeah, there really is. I mean, for you, there's always tons of business for you. If you're having these conversations and you're not wanting it more than them. So, I mean, I think that hammers on it, Garrett. I don't know if there's other things. I mean, there's plenty of things that I can add. I was actually have a thought in my head. I'm like, well, that's going to take us another 20 minutes to explore that. So I'll table that one for another episode. Just to add in, (laughs) as you said, for you, what I want everybody to remember is the relationships will help you build your hot and your warm list. What we've been talking about today is taking that hot list and helping it move to the next stage. So you might find yourself in a place sitting here listening to us right now saying, yeah, but I don't even have a hot list to work with. I got nobody that's saying they want to buy or sell. Well, that there's a stage before this that you need to figure out. Yeah. Uh, what we talked about today is the people that have now created opportunity, but are not able to get them to move to the next stage. And that's find yourself somewhere in the equation. Yeah. Two different things. Yeah. We would love for every single episode to pertain to every single person, but sometimes there are situations that are going to pertain to some people and not others. But if you're in that camp where you don't have the hot list, like put a little star next to this episode, think about this, because when you are in this situation, you'll want to remember, wait, I, I can't want it more than other people. And I need to ask the questions to create clarity, to play out scenarios to really understand what's going on and really getting excited about their journey versus their result. So, man, good stuff, Garrett. Good stuff. Thanks for bringing this topic to the table today. We, our topic. We. Thank you, myself and Garrett. Yeah, us. For for bringing that. And thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, guys, Thank we so appreciate you guys tuning in and sharing this podcast with other people. We know there's those of you out there who use this for your office meetings and things like that. That's amazing. Something we never thought this would be used for, but we so appreciate you guys doing that and sharing it around. We also really enjoy seeing what goes on inside our podcast community on Facebook. So head over to Facebook, search for The Ninja Selling Podcast. You will find the podcast group that you can join and share and collaborate with others, comment on the episodes that we publish. And there's a lot of really good conversation that goes on in that group. So check that out. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're new to Ninja, welcome there as well. But go over to ninjaselling.com to learn more about our installation, which is our four-day training, one-on-one coaching, mastery, all of the things that you can look at to help you get on the Ninja path, stay on the Ninja path, and grow your business and have the life that you really want to have when you thought about getting into this industry. So guys, appreciate you a ton and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.